You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you on the Big Talker here in the capital city, 1700. And a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Rob Howe, Hawkeye Nation, will be our guest at 420. We'll do some hot talk there. Zuba Mahenta ESPN will join us on the NFL draft, the NBA playoffs, everything under the sun, including that NCAA Rice Commission decision that has come out as well on college basketball. And Tex Western from the Acme Packing Company. That's right. He covers the Packers, and we'll talk to him as well on the NFL draft. It's all on the way. Trent, how you doing, pal? Uh, not too bad, Jimmy B. Just getting ready for this draft and uh, yeah. as excited as I can remember for a long, long time of what we're getting here uh, coming up tomorrow night. The minutes are ticking away. We are uh, just a little over. In fact, I got it here in front of me. One day, one hour, 56 minutes and 38 <laughs> seconds and running until the NFL draft. Cleveland holding the cards in the number one spot. And I uh, had a chance to take a look over at Cleveland.com earlier today. Was it Mary Kay Cabot who does a really good yes. job on the Browns she's, beat? She's, ter- she's terrific. And yeah. all of a sudden, no, now it's not Sam Darnold. No, no, that's not happening. Yep. No, they, they've moved on from that. Suddenly it's Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield. How much can we believe, Jim? How much can you believe as we're a little over a day away, uh, 25 hours and change away from the draft? How much are you believing right now? Uh, Absolutely nothing. Uh, Look, I've covered the drafts in San Francisco, in Dallas, in Pittsburgh, in Philly, in Buffalo, and Cleveland. Trent, you cannot believe anything. And that's because everybody's trying to throw up a smokescreen to try to keep the other GMs off balance, at least a little bit. Um, it's funny that you reference that because I did also read that same article by Mary Kay Cabot, and she's been on the Browns beat a long time. She knows how to get information. And when the information she received said that they're off Sam Darnold and on to Rosen and Mayfield, uh, look, I'm sure that her sources are excellent, and but when it when the bell rings tomorrow, and Cleveland is on the clock, it's still a freaking coin flip. You don't know. You don't know if they're going to take Darnold, Allen, Rosen, Mayfield. Nobody knows. It's absolutely amazing how these guys have honed their skills at leading people astray, and even inside sources have a tendency to lead people astray. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I think, that, Trent, this is one of the most anticipated NFL drafts in some time. It's a lot more fun for me with not having that number one easy pick that everybody's going to and everybody yes. says, all right, this yeah. is the way that it's going to go. I, I like things when when it's a little bit different. I do. I am encouraged when we get things like that. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I've really enjoyed this. I think it's been a lot of fun. And you look forward here. You got the bunch of quarterbacks there. You got the local teams involved. You got the Packers sitting at 14, the Bears at eight, and the Vikings at 30. Kansas City traded away their first round draft pick a year ago as they brought in Patrick Mahomes. But a lot of different elements here. A lot of different ways that that we could see this thing and. 
I don't know. It, it works for me. I, I understand there's some people out there that are just feel like you're bludgeoned over the head with this kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, this is the time of year when, when you're looking, you're looking for those angles. And, and I think this yeah. is going to set up to be a really fun one. I don't think it's a great star power. I, I think this is at least on the top end a weak draft. And that's why we have so many conversations and so many different guys that possibly could move up and, and could become picks earlier uh, than normally anticipated. And, and maybe a surprise, a shocker at one or two, you know, those kind of things, because maybe the top end talent isn't there, but you hear a lot of people talk that this is a deep draft in, in terms of guys that you can mm-hmm. get in the second, third, fourth round, a chance to yep. be some impact guys, maybe not elite level, but guys that will be starters for you. It can, can be a starter for four or five years. That's what you're looking for when you get a little bit deeper. The intrigue, though, certainly is there for me. I'm with you 100%. I can't wait, and you know where I'll be, positioned with my handy-dandy iPad right in front of me. I think probably the most intriguing aspect is which teams are going to try to move up and which teams will look to trade down. And I always find it interesting when the commissioner comes out and says, we have a trade, and everybody is holding their breath wanting to know who has done what. Look, I think Miami's going to try to move. Buffalo is definitely going to try to move. Arizona is trying to move. So there are three teams right there, Trent, that you know uh, are going to be on the phone to try to cut some sort of deal. And the big player in this, I think, is Cleveland. Look, we know they're going to keep their number one choice. But that number four choice if, if they get something of great offer that they concede is a great offer, look, you talked about the depth of this uh, particular draft. There are some good running backs out there aside from, from Barkley. There really are. And say you get a couple of really good players and you slide down a few slots and then take Geis out of LSU. I mean, there are some good players, some good running backs that – that you could really service your club very well without using it on on Barkley. All right, let's take the NFL draft to the local level. And we've talked a lot about the two Hawkeye prospects and where uh, they could possibly go a wide range of places for Joshua Jackson, as high as number six uh, into the second round could be a possibility for him. Let's uh, let's start right there, Jimmy B. We'll we'll take an Mm -hmm. eye here. Joshua Jackson put together one of the most imp- incredible performances in an Iowa uniform. A guy wasn't a starter. I mean, he, he was right, right. he was an afterthought. Yeah. Coming into the year, before the Manny Ragumba suspension, most people didn't even believe he was going to start. A lot of people thought it was going to be Ragumba on one side and Ojemudi on the yep. other for the two quarterback yep. spots. Well, a suspension to Ragumba. Jackson's in there. He puts together a ridiculous year, leads the country in pass deflections, leads the country in interceptions, a season to be remembered, but the knocks against him. First 40 time. He's not elite speed guy. You couple that with you don't play a whole lot of press coverage at Iowa, and because of that, you just don't know in a game environment how he's going to be. He can make plays on the ball. He has those kind of skills. When you look at Joshua Jackson, what do you expect to see tomorrow night? I think that he will fall in the draft to a late, and I mean a late, late first round, or early on in the second round. I think the teams probably have penciled him in uh, in that particular area. I, I just think that the points that you made about not playing in press coverage a lot 
and also the speed factor. Can he, they like to call it makeup speed, and he hasn't displayed that. When running backs get beat on, say, a hitch and go, how quickly can they make up that distance to get back into the play? And I think that'll be a big question on Josh Jackson. So from that standpoint, I believe, Trent, that that's why you will see him slide and maybe into the second round. See, I, I just continue to say, look at the tape. And there, there are going to be certain teams that aren't yep. going to be there, but you're looking for a guy that made plays. And it wasn't that he was making he, he's plays. He's a playmaker. It, it wasn't yep. just against North Texas and against Wyoming. No. He, he was making plays against Ohio State. And you're going to see mm-hmm. when his name is brought up time in and time out, and it's happened throughout the last couple of months. You flip on NFL Network and they're talking Josh Jackson. You're seeing yep. the Hawks in those uh, all-black uniforms and he's making the plays out there. I think there's going to be a team that looks at that and says, we can plug and play right on the way. We've seen Iowa guys that are able to jump in right away and play a prominent role. I still think he is going to be taken in the middle of the first round. I don't believe the things that are out there, top top 10, top 15. Probably 14 to 20 would be the range I'd be looking at, but I think Jackson still is going to be a first-rounder, and, and he will go there on Thursday night. From there, let's jump over and let's take a look at James Daniels. Now, Daniels is a guy I thought played better as a sophomore than he did as a junior. I, I thought mm-hmm. the tape was much more impressive watching him during that season, really outside of the Ohio State game where he was incredible in that one. I didn't think it was a great year for him, but I completely understand his decision to leave early. Not only because a lot of people have him penciled to be a first-round pick, but the biggest thing for me, and what I would caution if I was a team selecting him, the guy's had injuries. He's had injuries yep. a couple of different times already in his career. That's what concerns me most about James Daniels. Well, look, that's the uh, risk that teams take. And if you're going to take a guy who has a injury-riddled type career like he did in the couple of seasons uh, with the Hawks, then you're going to take that gamble. So teams, team, they've done their, they've done their homework, they've done their physicals, they've done all of that that they need to do to say, all right, this is going to be our guy in the middle of, of the first round. So I think that I think he is a first round guy i think he's in the middle of the first round someplace trent unless somebody trades because they're looking for a center and from that aspect uh i think he hears his name called in the first round and here's the other thing i don't know unless it's serious injuries in other words he didn't blow a knee um he didn't have like uh, a, a long-term uh, uh situation so I think from that standpoint, maybe it's not as big a deal as what it used to be. He plays a position where he gets hit all the time. You're on, and when you're on the offensive line, why do you think those guys wear those big knee braces? Because they get hit every play from every different angle imaginable. So from that aspect, I think teams understand that, particularly when they're talking about an offensive lineman. Another thing that I think is going to help James Daniels and a chance to be a first-rounder is the injury to Billy Price, the center from Ohio State. He yep. tore his pectoral muscle while uh, bench-pressing at the Combine. Most everybody had he, had him penciled in 
to be the first of the centers selected there. So that's going to help as well. There are going to be teams that look at Price and say, can we afford to wait? Can It's going to take a while for him to come back from that injury. I think that's going to help Daniels out. Still, I, I go back to the tape and what I saw last season, and I still think that he's going to be shy of hearing his name called on on Thursday night. I think he'll be uh, early in that second round, but he's going to have to wait a little bit of extra time. And did you see, Jim, Kirk Ferentz is going to the draft. He's going to be uh, hanging yeah. out. Him and Phil Parker yeah. hanging there at the table with Joshua Jackson. Pretty cool. I think that's great. I, I like that when college coaches do that. They do it a lot in basketball when they know their player is going to be selected in the first round. So I like that when the coaches are there. I think it's a great thrill uh, for the player to have your respective head college coach there as well. I mean, he's the guy that helped you get to where you are right now, being an elite player and having your name called in the upcoming NFL draft. I think it's great. Could be uh, very interesting. And, you know, there there's props out there, Jimmy B, that you can bet on. And, of course, I know this, but I'm just passing this <laughs> along to you. Uh-huh. You can bet on, now it's for the first yeah. pick, who they hug first. After their name is selected, who oh they hug gosh. first. Agent, mom, the field. Joshua Jackson, who is he going to hug first? Do you think, you think Kirk Ferentz or Phil Parker gets that first hug? No. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't think that happens. That's a little later after you get to mom. Seems like mom is always the first one, or it's the agent. And and the reason is, is A, generally mom is sitting on one side, and B, the agent is sitting on the other. So from that aspect, that's that's your pick right there, mom or the agent. So I'll go mom. Well, the other thing, I was taking a look at this, Jimmy B. You always got to be concerned about you know, the crazy uncle at the table who just kind of yes. hears the name and just jumps he up jumps in front up. of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's a field bet and you can take the rest of the field and you cross off you know, a coach, uh, a girlfriend, you cross off mom, you cross off agent, and you get into that next part, the field, I'll go with the crazy uncle. That, that's going to be my pick, and I'm going to take those deep odds <laughs> to get into that one. NFL Crazy draft. uncle bet. Crazy <laughs> uncle bet. I like it. Oh, Always good. You're probably, I, I'm sure a lot of people consider you, you're like everybody's crazy uncle, aren't you, Jimmy B? I, and I'm not one of those guys on Thanksgiving who falls asleep after he has dinner, man. I'm dialed into the football game. So, yes, I would definitely qualify for the uh, absolute crazy uncle guy who shows up. And, and don't, and don't uh, expect to see me snoozing on the couch after we eat. That's not happening. Crazy un- Uncle and Condon coming back on the other side. Coming up next, we're going to be talking some <laughs> Hawkeyes. Rob Howe from HawkeyeNation.com. He'll join us to kick off the program next year as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. It's Jimmy B and TC. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com.
Des Moines, you just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. Sponsored by Frontline Plus. Warmer weather means more time outside, but it can also mean more bugs. So don't forget to protect your pets with the number one name in flea and tick protection. Frontline Plus. Buy it today. What does your morning sound like? Goodbye, baby. Is she asleep? Yeah, finally. Great. I picked up our favorite breakfast sandwiches from McDonald's. Ooh. Mmm. Oh. My turn. Here's to making your morning routine a little better. Right now, mix and match two select breakfast sandwiches, like a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles, a sausage McMuffin with egg, or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit for just $4. Breakfast at McDonald's. Single item at regular price at participating McDonald's for a limited time. It's a great time to let go with the Samsung Spring for Something New event. We came to party and we won't go Upgrade and save on the latest Samsung appliances, like the Family Hub refrigerator and the Flex Wash and Flex Dry Laundry Pair. Upgrade to Samsung appliances today and get up to $500 back. Shop now at your local retailers or Samsung.com. $500 Visa Reward Cards. Requires purchase of three or more appliances over $5,000 in online plan. Exclude Chef Collection. See Samsung.com for terms. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory-trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 440- one one three three. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. 
Warm weather is going to be here before you know it. And if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level. No more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. Always like this Stone song. Good, good choice, Trent. Nice job, pal. Hey, I don't know if you just saw this or not. Uh, it's a good thing we're going to have uh, a Packer guy coming up. Text Western uh, later in the show because now it's being reported that Green Bay is looking to move up as well uh, mm. from their from their spot. So, good golly, this is and and I you know I I referenced earlier that Buffalo, Miami, Arizona, those teams were all looking to move. Now they're referencing that the Packers are plotting a move from Norm from the 14th spot in the first round. Wow. Yeah, wonder who they're targeting. Well, we'll get into yeah. the Packers a little bit later. A team that certainly has a, a close connection to the Packers, the mm-hmm. Iowa Hawkeyes. We've seen plenty of Hawkeyes throughout the years make their way through the hallowed halls of Lambeau Field. Joining us right now to talk Hawks, Rob Howe, HawkeyeNation.com. He's with us here today. Rob, what's happening? Not much. Just kind of exhaling a little bit after spring football and uh, gearing up for tomorrow night's draft where Iowa could possibly have two guys go in the first round. Yeah, 1997, the last time that two Hawkeyes were taken in the first round with Ross Verba and uh, Tom Knight that season. Uh, another Packers connection there with Ross Verba yeah. going back yeah. in the day. But, yeah, uh, an opportunity here. And, and two underclassmen, which uh usually not the path that we see for a lot of the Hawkeye guys throughout the years. No, this is definitely uh, 21st century Kirk Ferentz Iowa football. Um, I don't think we would have seen this back uh, in the early days. Um, you know, we, there, was, there were guys that left early or, or with, you know, with eligibility left, when you talk about Fred Russell and Dallas Clark, but those guys were older. Mm-hmm. Um, James Daniels was young; he won't even be 21 until uh, the end of summer, beginning of fall. So, yeah, this is a good sign for them, though, that they're getting the talent in that's able to do this, and uh, I think that can only help them in recruiting. Uh, let me just kind of follow up. We we had a discussion right at the top of the show, and I just referenced it uh, before we brought you on, Rob about uh, teams trying to move up. Could we see some teams that are way down in the pecking order try to move up just a couple of spots? Could Josh Jackson be that target? Could James Daniels be a be a target of one of those teams? It's possible. Um, I'm kind of like you guys where it's – I think the thing that makes the NFL draft so intriguing is we have so few answers. It's all speculation. Even the mock drafts and the experts, and if you want to, I guess Miss Cleo's not around anymore, but <laughs> if you wanted to bring her back. Um, yeah. Because I, I was talking to Sean Walsh about this a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, how, how do you think you've done in the, you know, in the, the pre-draft um, um, preparations and interviews and things like that? And he goes, 
you know, I wish I could tell you, but uh, I don't know because they don't tell us anything. And I don't think there are a lot of GMs leaking information that's, that's um, you know, truthful information to any of these people that predict the draft. Um, I think it's more smokescreen and things like that to throw people off their scent. So that's why I enjoy it so much because, I mean, I think you have an idea of, okay, these are the quarterbacks that are going to go high and, you know, these are, you know, Bradley Chubb. There are certain guys, Saquon Barkley, that you know are going to be towards the top of this draft. But after that, in the, you know, you get into, start getting into the teams and things like that, it's really hard to predict. I want to uh, get your thoughts first with James Daniels. And the thing that, that kind of comes up to me and why I was surprised that, that he's pegged here to be a first-rounder by a lot of the different people out there isn't so much the ability, because you could see that, and the athletic ability, incredibly smart guy at the center position, you know, all those things, but but it, it's the injuries that he's had. He, he piled up a lot of injuries in his three years in Iowa City. That's the thing that I felt like would be a bigger knock, but at least it doesn't appear to be that way. No, and I think, like you said, Trent, I think his film and his production and his intelligence level um, and his knowledge of the game all those things outweigh the injuries that were, nothing was really serious. I mean, it wasn't like an ACL or something like that. It was, they were kind of like injuries that kept him out for a game here or there. And I think that, I think, you know, um, NFL general managers realize that in many ways that's part of the game. He doesn't have any structural damage. And he still, as we talked about earlier, he's still so young. So I, I think the, the good far outweighs the bad with James Daniels. Having a great conversation right now, Rob Howe, Hawkeye Nation, everything you need to know on the Hawks, uh, Rob has got it for you. I'm, I'm real curious also about this. Uh, Trent and I discussed how Kirk Ferentz uh, was going to uh, be in Dallas for the draft. Has he done that in the past, Rob? Do you remember? I cannot recall that, guys. I can, he was not with Brandon Scherf a few years ago. And I'm thinking back to guys that have been first-round picks from throughout the years, but there there haven't been a lot of guys that have done the green room thing. I think that's more of a uh, a newer thing in terms of having Iowa guys there. So I I, would, I may have missed one or, or can't am not thinking of one, um, but I hope he shows up with styling instead <laughs> of coming up with a conservative outfit. Just come out with like the old Javon Johnson, like early 2000s red suit with a top hat or something. That would be awesome. Uh, but it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> Twitter would melt if we saw Kurt Ferentz showing up in something like that. Maybe at the very least he could give give a little something, you know, a tiger hawk on the shoes, something, but it's Kirk Ferris we're talking about. New Kirk might have came a couple of years ago, but he's not going that far. No, we're not going to see any uh, extravagant uh, outfits, I don't believe. I'm interested to see what Josh Jackson wears, though, because he's a, he's a stylish kid. Well, well, we'll see that again tomorrow night. He'll be part of the green room with the NFL draft. Let's jump into the here and now and to look forward to the 2018 football team. You were in Iowa City at Kinnick Stadium Friday night watching the final practice of the season and, well, got a lot more 11-on-11 work than I anticipated. I watched it on BTN to go, so I didn't get the, the full look like you did. A couple of takeaways. Uh, let's start on the offensive side. Uh, reading some of your stuff at Hawkeye Nation, Rob, it sounds like more impressed than you normally are with the Iowa Spring offense. Yeah, I thought they were efficient. They didn't score. I think maybe it's misleading because they didn't they didn't score a touchdown till the end. 
but they were putting in a lot of situational work uh, in terms of, you know, third and long, two-minute drill, different things like that. So I was trying to focus more on guys, and, and I was I was pleased with how the offensive tackles did in terms of going against Iowa's, you know, very good defensive ends. Granted, Parker Hesse wasn't there, but I thought they held up well. I thought they opened up running lanes on the inside for the running backs. Um, so I was pleased with what I saw with the offensive line. Um, Stanley looked fine. He had some drop passes earlier that I think threw his rhythm off. Again, Amir Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith dropped passes early on that were right in their hands. Uh, Noah Fant did the same thing. Those are things that they need to clean up, but it is only in the spring. So Max Cooper looked good as a possession guy. Um, Nick Easley was out, so with him having the, the extra reps, I thought he showed well. Um, and those guys, Amir Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith, came back and made some plays later in the scrimmage. So I thought there were positive signs. I thought the running backs looked good as well. You know, it's it's interesting where they say it's not really a, a scrimmage or a, or, a, or a spring game. It's more of a practice. What do you think changed? Why do you think it changed? Oh, this Well, this year, well, let's go way back. Way back okay. early, Kirk, you know, the beginning of uh, his, uh, his coaching uh, tenure here, there were some injuries. There was, you know, they had um, they lost some guys to injuries early on, and he just decided, hey, I'm not doing that. And they did more of a controlled scrimmage, um, which is kind of what they did this year. Then Greg Davis came in, and they moved to this goofy scoring system based on uh, uh, explosive plays on offense and defense. You know, interceptions. Um, you know passes over 25 yards. I forget what the exact way they measured the explosive plays, um, and that lasted during Greg Davis's tenure, and I think they used it last year, too, and then this year with this end zone uh, construction going on, they couldn't use the last, I don't know, maybe 15 yards of the north part of the field, so they really couldn't do a, a full-out scrimmage this year, so it was more of a controlled scrimmage, but I get the feeling that they'll go back to that weird scoring system next year or the possibility mm-hmm. that they could do a game, but it seems like the national trend is that coaches don't even want to don't even want to mess with a spring game. I get outside of got places like Nebraska where they fill the stadium, but a lot of a lot of places that had weather wiped out the scrimmage or the spring games this year, it didn't seem like there was a lot of disappointment from the coaches, um, <laughs> more from the fan base. And, uh, yeah, you can see maybe if, if this starts to become something that trickles down, certainly I would probably be at the forefront of just doing away with it because uh, you can get more work in the other way, I'm sure, Rob. Yeah, and I think that's what the coach would feel. But I think they also see value in, um, you know, when talking to Miguel Racinos the other night after um, the scrimmage, the kicker for Iowa, he talked about, you know, it's nice to get out of Kinnick Stadium. There are, you know, it's not a sold-out stadium, but there are fans there. There's noise. There's music. There's somewhat of a game environment. Um, so it's good, especially for the younger players, to get out maybe in the spring and be exposed to that stuff. But I don't know if the good of that outweighs what they may be able to do with an extra practice behind closed doors. But that, uh, you know, I think the future of spring games is, is up in the air as we move forward. Rob Howell is our guest, uh, Hawkeye Nation. Um, I'm real curious as well uh, about what takes place now. In other words, guys are off. 
But what if, what are they doing right now in the off season? What's their training regimen? And do you guys get in on that at all? We do not. Um, they will. Uh, a lot of uh, the month of May will be centered on finals and taking care of their schoolwork and getting that stuff done. They'll still be in the football facility and work out, watch film on their own. But it's it's pretty much a voluntary thing. Then they'll come back in June after. You know, they get a little bit of time off, but come back in June, and then the hard work starts with, with Chris Doyle. They, that's when they're rolling the big tires. That's when they're having competitions for strength and conditioning. That's really those two months. They'll do some seven-on-seven seven things. You know, the quarterbacks will get with the wide receivers and throw. Um, but most of this stuff is all on their own. And while they're doing that, month, the month of May, actually starting now and into the month of May for the coaches, is a huge recruiting time. This is the open evaluation period, and the coaches are all out of the road now um, trying to get commitments. They got one today, actually. Uh, Sebastian Castro, uh, a safety out of Oakland, uh, the Chicago suburbs in, in Illinois. So um, they got up to six now. But that's the big for the coaches. The next month is heavily focused on recruiting, and for the players, finals, and then going to conditioning. All right, Rob, uh, going through and taking a look back at, at the spring Linebacker. I, I personally am not as concerned as many people may be. It, it's not a bunch of freshmen that they're hoping that's going to come in and, and kind of take over. These guys are veterans. And even the loss of Aaron Menz, well, a guy that was anticipated to be a starter before the spring began, Christian Welch is over there. there there's plenty of names, plenty of guys. A, am I all wet here? Should I be more concerned with the linebacking group and what they have to replace? Not at all, and I, I, Trent, and I, I think you're on to something. If you look for a comparison or a parallel, it was after 2013 when they lost Kirk C. Morris and Hitchens. Those guys that they brought in the next year, Bo Bauer was a redshirt walk-on freshman that they were starting at Leo linebacker. Now you look at this unit, at least the way it projects going into, this, you know, into summer camp, and you've got Nick Neiman, a guy who's going into his third season, working behind his brother Ben Neiman at the Leo position more prepared. Amani Jones, this is his third year, more prepared. He's played a lot of special teams. Same with Christian Welch. Uh, Barrington Wade's starting to come on. Jack Hockaday is a, is a, a fourth-year senior who's kind of can play both of those inside positions. I, I'm with you. I think they're better equipped there. I think there'll be some growing pains, but they're better equipped than when they had to, uh, had to um, replace starters in the past. And I apologize for my dog barking. Uh, there's so many walking past in front of our house. <laughs> Always good when the dog goes after people. Um, take me to basketball before we let you get out of here. Uh, any word on Tyler Cook? Any uh, Have you heard any rumors whatsoever? No, I mean, the only thing I've heard, whereas when I've talked to you guys in the past where I felt like, you know, that was after we first heard and, and uh, you know, I was trying to gather information on, on where his head was, um, I kind of felt at that point, and what I was hearing was he was leaning towards going no matter what. Um, I think he's kind of pulled back. And when I and when we talked about this previously, I told you it was a really fluid situation. I think now he's thinking if he doesn't get the the feedback that he wants, and that's that he's going to be a first round pick or get guaranteed money in that second round, which is rare. It happens, but it's rare. I think he he will come back for another season at Iowa even though I'm not really sure he wants to be here. I think he wants to play professional basketball. So that's something to just keep an eye on, that dynamic of him wanting to be gone 
but knowing that Iowa is his best option in terms of um, improving his basketball game. It's uh, anything. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, let go me ahead. just. Yeah, 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 buddy. Let me let me just follow up. Anything on Wagner? Have you heard anything more on him? Um, visited Kentucky, I believe, recently. Um, yeah. With him, the uh, the signs and everything that I've heard on him, and this is not concrete, and and I think maybe Iowa, the football coaches are are waiting to see. Let Ahmad check everything else out, and then maybe have a final conversation with him and say, "Hey, this is what we see. That you know, for you here at Iowa, is that something you want to do?" And then he could compare it to what he sees on the outside. I get the sense that he would like to maybe get a fresh start somewhere else. That's just from talking to some people and kind of reading the tea leaves. But again, I think that's still a fluid situation. Uh, on the basketball front, and you look at uh, there's been plenty of pictures tweeted out about the uh, the team going through workouts and getting ready for next season. Assistant coaches all appear to be the same. No movement there. Uh, the roster, you welcome in Joe Wieskamp next year and C.J. Frederick, but for the most part going to be very similar. What is going to change? What, what, what do you think Fran is going to do to try to rectify what went wrong in 2018? Yeah, that's the you know that's the million dollar question at this point. Um, I think he thinks the addition of the guys you mentioned will help them defensively. I think he feels maturity uh, from the returning players will help him, and then you know coaching it up more is what he because I the way I look at it, Trent, I just don't see them adding anybody at this point. Mm-hmm. Again, fluid situation, guys can pop up, but it looks like he's ready to go in from you know having talked to him and then reading. Uh, you know, other interviews with him, I think he's willing to, to bank that scholarship or bank the scholarships and use them later on down the road. I think he feels, and some feedback and just, you know, some things that I've heard, I think he was concerned if he brought in a graduate assistant or he brought in a graduate assistant, graduate transfer or other transfers, it may have, it may have created a chain reaction and had guys on his current roster leaving. Sure. And I think we saw the article in the Des Moines Register about Cordell Pencil and then, trying to, then the university trying to walk back what he had said. I think that was a possibility that there were guys in that program that said, hey, we'll stay, but if you start recruiting over top of us and bringing other guys in, we're out of here. And I think that's something that Fran had to deal with. Seems like a, a very fragile state to the basketball program. And in a way... Maybe if Tyler Cook just decides to leave and go make money playing basketball somewhere, that could be a, a silver lining here. It could be something maybe that, that does help this team. I, I know a lot of people don't want to say that, but kind of reading through some stuff, maybe that could be a good thing for the program. Yeah, there are pluses minuses, no doubt, Trent. And like I said earlier, if he doesn't really want to be here, what type of Tyler Cook are you going to get? Hopefully, mm-hmm. what you hope is he comes back and he does the right things to impress the scouts which will also help Iowa, but, you know, if the team loses five in a row, or they start to struggle, does he start to look to get his? And I like Tyler a lot, and I'm not saying or assuming that that's what's going to happen, but they're young guys, and you just never know. As you said, it's a fragile, it's just kind of a fragile dynamic. All right. I, I know that the, they tried to walk back the pencil comment, but to me it makes perfect sense that if Cook does return, pencil's gone. Do you still feel like that? I don't know. Um, I've kind of heard mixed things on that. I think that 
they've gotten to him to the point where uh, even if Tyler comes back, they've given him enough incentive and and um, you know hung a carrot out there for him to say this is this is still where you can fit in even if Tyler comes back. Had they recruited somebody else, uh, a Matthew Moyer, the kid that left from Syracuse, who Iowa was very high on and who was who was high on Iowa when he was coming out of uh, high school in Ohio. If they would have brought somebody like that in, then I definitely would say, you know, the, the kid from South Dakota, his name escapes me now, that was the guard that was uh, uh, that um, is a graduate transfer. I think if they would have brought another guard in, then you start to look at maybe Moss, Daly, guys like that that think, okay, somebody else is coming in. Uh, where are my minutes coming from? And I think that's kind of it. was kind of painted in the corner this spring. Um, but that doesn't mean that something couldn't change in that regard, and it doesn't mean that Cordell Pemsel could, couldn't wake up tomorrow and say, you know, they fed me this stuff and they told me this is where I fit in, but maybe I don't, and I think I have a better opportunity elsewhere. So it's always, uh, I, I, it's probably people get tired of hearing me say it, but it is a fluid situation. You just never know how this thing's going to play out. I think once we get to um, the primetime league, Mm-hmm. Um, in mid-June, we'll have a much better idea of where things stand once guys uh, get through their finals and then you know, kind of see where they're at and get through these, these training sessions. Rob, uh, we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks before uh, we get out of here. Who are your Jets taking a three? <laughs> Man, I wish Barkley would fall to them. Ah. Um, or <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not in love with any of these quarterbacks. Medium. And I know, so I think he's the best player in the draft, and if he were somehow... To, to fall to three, I would love it, um, but I think they end up probably as one of the quarterbacks. I think my uh, the Giants, who I despise at number two, will end up taking Barkley. <laughs> uh, he continues for the Jets. Hey, good stuff, Rob, as always. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Take care. Rob Howe, com. You can find his work on Twitter at Rob Howe HN as well. Jimmy B, we're going to come back and I got something I got to get off my chest. Did you see Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose's dumbass comments yesterday? I saw it. Yes, sir. We are going to get into it. Breaking down what that dork had to say. uh, Perpetuating Nebraska arrogance in quite the degree. We'll talk about it coming up on the other side as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight here. Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Tonight's forecast, mainly clear, cool and quiet, a low of 44. Mostly sunny Thursday morning, partly sunny in the afternoon, a high near 69. And Friday, windy and mostly sunny in 72. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Sponsored by Frontline Plus. Warmer weather means more time outside, but it can also mean more bugs. So don't forget to protect your pets with the number one name in flea and tick protection. Frontline Plus. Buy it today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
If it's time to replace your vehicle's battery, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and take advantage of our exclusive Do It Right rebate. For a limited time, purchase a Superstart Premium, Extreme, or Platinum battery and get up to a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter. Online, afsp.org slash Iowa. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox signature system from Logier. Check out LogierHeatingCooling.com for details. For over 110 years, Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook, and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. Uh, Trent's got to get something off his chest. Look, I, I saw the tweet. I read about the story. 86,000 people show up for the spring game. There's nothing to do in Nebraska except go to the game. Uh, people can say that about Iowa, but at least we have three major universities. Uh, but I get it, Trent. I, what, Moose, did he, did he overstep his bounds is where I'm going to begin, and I'll let you pontificate. Well, no, I mean, he, he is very much playing the role that we see mm-hmm. Nebraska people in general do, and that is not very bright. Not very bright about the way college football is today. They, they, they're still talking like it's 1995, and it's not. It is a completely different time. And here's the comments for people that, that missed it. Bill Moose, athletic director at Nebraska. You've got Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh thinking, we better put in a little more time into that Nebraska game coming up, and that's the way we want it. They're running a little bit scared right now, and they won't admit it. We'll leave it at that. He was talking to, this is another thing that that does crack me up. He was talking to the Omaha Press Club, a luncheon over there. Now, there are fans, but there's also media members. And and this is the part that that really does get to me. Jimmy B, there are fanboys in every media realm. And though some Mm -hmm. people might not want to admit it, you have allegiances, you have different things, you have connections, you have sources. Everybody, in a way, can can fall into that. But the Nebraska media as a whole takes it to a completely different level. And I think they fuel some of this delusion that happens over in Nebraska with that football program because they got too many fanboys over there. And who he was talking to, the Omaha Press Club, I think falls right into this line of thinking, Jimmy B. It's not good. It's not healthy. And you know what? If I was Scott Frost, I'd be ticked off at my athletic director make those kind of comments. <laughs> I mean, the last yeah. two times that they faced Ohio State, they got beat by a combined 118 to 17. That's how bad they they got beat by over 100 over the last two games. Is that the kind of fuel that you want? Hey, I like Scott Frost. I think he is going to do a nice job there. I don't believe it's going to be good enough for the fan base. I think he's going to get them to a level where they're winning eight, nine games a year and every four or five seasons probably competing for a Big Ten championship. I just don't think that fan base and that press group over there, that's going to be good enough for them. Well, look, we know they, they, they fired guys when they won ten games. They fired guys when they won nine consistently. Mm-hmm. And then they went in the tank, and then they got rid of Mike Riley. So, look, it's, it's a, a case in point where you're right They are still living in the past, and they cannot seem to come to grips that right now in the Big Ten, Nebraska's an afterthought. They're not considered. Even in the West, where Wisconsin has ruled, Nebraska is not considered one of the better teams in the West. Look, I get exactly what he was trying to do. He's trying to fire up the base. He's trying to send out that, hey, we're going to be good immediately with Scott Frost. Look, I hope you're improved just to make the West more entertaining, but you're not Wisconsin yet. So 
You're not I, Iowa I mean, yet. I, how, you're not. You? Yeah. Yeah, I Iowa buried them. Yeah. yeah, Iowa buried them. Yeah, I know. Year after year after year, they've been yeah. buried. And outside of a class, yeah. it'd be, what, five, six in a row from the Hawkeyes? And, and here's the other thing. Look at the schedule they have coming up this year. They get Colorado in game number two, who is a solid Pac-12 team. Troy, yep. a very good Sun Belt team. But the Big Ten yep. schedule at Michigan, I don't think they're yeah. winning that game. No. Purdue at home, that's a coin flip game. At yes. Wisconsin, at Northwestern? No. 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 Minnesota at no. home? Well, Minnesota just ran up 400 yards against them last year. At <laughs> yeah. Ohio State, no shot. Illinois no at shot. home? Okay, there's a win. Yeah. Michigan yeah. State at home? Maybe. I, I, yeah, and yeah, then in Iowa flip, City yeah. to cap it off. I, it's a lot more realistic this team is 3-9 and nine this year than I think 9-3. and three. Yeah, Look, I, I'm with you, and... Look, I, I think Scott Frost is the next best thing, the next big thing as far as coaches are concerned. I really do with the turnaround that he had at Central Florida. But it's not going to happen in the first year that he just shows up. He hasn't really had a chance to get the so-called his guys yet. It's a three-year project for this team. I hope they're improved to make the West more entertaining. But to be honest with you, Trent, when you look at that schedule and the way you just chronicled it, I don't think they will. I think it's going to be a lot longer build than they want, and uh, that could lead to a rankled fan base. It's going to be a lot of fun, though, and uh, maybe a little bit more excitement when we get to that final game of yeah. the season with Iowa and Nebraska. We're coming back on the other side, Jim. we got a lot more to come here, including kicking off the hour. Our old friend Zubin Mahente, he's going to stop by. We'll talk about everything going on in the world of sports, NFL draft, NBA, a little college basketball. We'll get into that next. Zuba Mahente kicks off hour number two on Jimmy B and TC. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repairs, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. When you're on the water, you want a boat that offers stability, handling, and performance. And that's just what you'll get in a Manitou pontoon boat from Malone Motorsports in Monroe. Manitou's patented V-Tune technology will have you carving the water, giving thrill rides to the skiers and tubers in your crew. It's this type of performance that has helped Manitou pontoon boats dominate the competition at the McCainer Barrel Races four straight years. If a Manitou pontoon boat can do that in competition, just think of all the fun you can have on the water with your family and friends. Be ready when that first nice weekend hits. Head to Malone Motorsports now and let their pros help find the perfect Manitou pontoon boat for you. They can explain all about Manitou's V-Tune technology, their quality guarantee, and why they're the only pontoon manufacturer to earn the honor of being a USA water ski-endorsed water sports boat. Malone Motorsports in Monroe at the junction of Highways 14 and 163. They're worth the drive and open seven days a week to keep you on the water. Online, MaloneMotorsports.net. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy 